Thriving in Singleness, Episode 32. This is the Thriving in Singleness podcast, where it's not about surviving, but thriving in this chapter of your life. Here's your host, Tom DeLong. Hello and welcome to another episode of Thriving in Singleness. Today we have Lydia from the Holy Ship Podcast. Lydia, how you doing? Doing great. How are you? Uh, fantastic. It's a beautiful morning. I do believe this is the first time I'm recording an episode in the morning. So I think I'm I'm feeling very pumped and yeah. I'm really excited for you know how this goes. I, you know, had a lot of fun being on your podcast. I hope everybody has a chance to check it out when that releases. Mm -hmm. And I think you get you and Emma plan ahead just a little bit more than I do. You guys are so much more formal. I'm just like, yeah, we're going to hit record and go. And I I just appreciate like you guys do a lot of a lot, put a lot of work into it. And I I think uh, you're going to see the benefits of that and that the podcast is going to, you know, continue growing. And I think that's fantastic. So uh, enough about my talking. I tend to ramble, but Lydia, Tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're at, what you do. Ah. Go for it. Yeah. So I live in New York City right now and graduated college back in May. Um, So right now I'm actually working at a PR firm, but at the beginning of March, I'm actually becoming a videographer for a nonprofit. So it's very exciting and I'll get to travel a ton with that. So. Oh, wow. Where will you be traveling? I'll be going to Ghana, Malawi, Kenya, Guatemala, Peru, and there's one more country, but I'm drawing a blank on it right now. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) That's going to be really exciting. Are you still going to be based out of New York City during that time? Yes, I will. Oh, fantastic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like I'm getting the best of both worlds with it. (laughs) (laughs) That's fantastic. Now, what what college did you go to? I went to the King's College, which is a super tiny Christian school in New York. So. Okay. Yeah. Like in New York City or... Yeah. yeah. So in the city. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's right in Manhattan. So lots of our classes, we just like walked around the city and like we're learning from different things that we were seeing there or going to museums. So it was incredible. But, oh, wow. That is fantastic. So uh, did you did you grow up there in the city or did you move there for college and just kind of hang around there? Uh, where'd you grow up? Yeah. So I grew up in Southwest Michigan, uh, okay. moved to New York for college and just loved it so much that I had to stay afterwards. So nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I haven't been to New York city in such a long time. I definitely need to make another trip up there and, and just see, you know, how much has changed since my mm-hmm. last visit. It's been, I think about five years. Yeah. Since I a lot has changed. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But, oh. Yeah. That'd be a lot of fun. What, what are your favorite things about living in New York city? I love being able to walk everywhere And like, as you're walking, you see so many different cultures and it feels like you're walking through different countries at different parts of it. And like, oh wow, it's just like so incredible. And then I could just walk for days because you just get to see all these people. And like, when you're walking, last time you'll just walk by a concert outside and you're like, yeah, like I'll stop by and listen to people for a while. And there's just like so much to do. And yeah, food here is great. It's really like nice. the best city ever. I love it. <laughs> All right. And what's your what are your favorite things to do in the city? So you enjoy walking and, and mm-hmm. seeing the different places. What what specifically do you like to do? Yeah. So I don't know if this is necessarily like city focused, but my friends and I throw a lot of dinner parties. And so All that's right. like one of my favorite things in the world to do. <laughs> and then 
honestly, most of my life revolves around just hanging out with friends and then also serving at church. So that's where I get a lot of my social components from, but yeah. <laughs> nice. And then, mm-hmm. and what kind of serving do you do at your church? Yeah. So I serve on our children's ministry team, okay. um, used to serve on the production team and then, um, also serve on our city renewal team, which is kind of the outreach mission focused branch of the church. So, Oh, fantastic. Yeah. yeah. And now, now tell us a little bit about, about your podcast, the, the mm-hmm. Holy ship podcast. Um, how long have you been doing that? Yeah. So we released our first episode in October, but like really started planning recording in, I think June of last okay. year. So yeah, still under nice. a year, but it's been so fun. And it is just like seen it grow so much. So it's been yeah. great. Yeah. Uh, it's incredible. Mm-hmm. And then what, what do you and Emma focus on primarily? Yeah. So we talk about the intersection of Christianity, women and sexuality, okay. um, and just try to create an open and shame free dialogue for women to join and just have a place to process things regarding those three topics, but then also just join the conversation and like ask us questions that we can ask our community and um, just really work on that together. Okay. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah I, I listened to a couple episodes recently and, you know, talking about, about purity culture. And mm-hmm. I, I felt like a lot of the insights that you guys had were, were very good. And, you know, and oftentimes I, I think sometimes people will combat purity culture mm-hmm. in the connotation of like a like a, a sexual liberation type yeah, of yeah. atmosphere but i really appreciated that you said hey like here were some of the negative things that happened from the, the emphasis in purity culture but there was some good that stemmed from that but mm-hmm. also like here's here's what god truly wants for us and the emphasis on on just purity Mm-hmm. is just fantastic the approach you guys take on that and it's it's certainly glorifying to god and i appreciate that that you have a very tasteful approach to it to you know combat the concerns that people have had mm-hmm. growing up with that as well as you know how do we how do we approach it from here where do we where do we go from here to make sure that we are being pure that we are glorifying mm-hmm. to god and and handling the right approach when it comes to comes to purity so yeah thanks for thanks for highlighting that i think that was a segment you guys did recently Mm -hmm. yeah we really try to focus on i feel like so often with purity culture and just like negative christian experiences people like deconstruct their faith but they never actually rebuild it or go back to the word to be like okay here's what man said but what does god actually say about the topic so Mm -hmm. we try in all of our episodes to really make sure that we're like trying to do the work of rebuilding as well as deconstructing like man's beliefs versus god's so Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. So with where you're at, you are in New York City mm-hmm. and you are living the single life there. Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> tell tell us a little bit about that and, and where you're at in the midst of that. Yeah. So at this point, I've been single for two years, mm-hmm. um, have been in a couple of serious relationships before that. And some more like we dated for a couple of months. So it wasn't too serious. But yeah. It's been a journey, and I think, one, just dating in New York in general can be absolutely crazy and trying to meet people. I can imagine, yeah. Um, Yeah, so it's just been kind of a wild couple of years here. Um, But yeah, the last two years, I've been single, and honestly, it's been great. Definitely comes with some hard aspects of it, just because Mm -hmm. 
you know, I feel like I do want to get married eventually. And especially in the Christian world, there's just, like pressure, like I'm 23 and I'm not married, but I graduated college without like a significant other. And yeah, that yeah, to a lot of like, people can feel like that's the point of college, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. What are the biggest challenges you feel like you're you're facing in the midst of that? Yeah, I think hmm, it's been difficult. I feel like, you know, you have friends and you have this community, but lots of times there's still like a loneliness that comes from it where you don't have that like intimate relationship with someone that like knows you deeply. And yeah, um, absolutely. So yeah, I think that just goes back. Like I do eventually desire to be married. I don't necessarily think I need to be married now by any means, but yeah, just, yeah, I feel like there's a pressure to get married young in Christian circles. And so I'm kind of like Mm -hmm. balancing that with, I'm also only 23. So I'm still so young. (laughs) So much time to go. And and you Um, are using the right word only like, yeah, emphasis Uh only only, I mean, Uh you know, that's, it's such an exciting age to be at and there's so many cool things going on and yeah, yeah, marriage speaking personally is awesome. It's Mm -hmm. incredible and it is such a blessing. And however, I can also speak from personal Mm -hmm. experience that, Hey, you know what? It is, it is a great age to, to be single, to learn a lot of things about yourself. Go head first into the challenges that you're up against. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's, and that's, and that's totally okay to kind of, you know, feel out all those things. And what are, you said you, you have community that you're Mm -hmm. with, like, where do you find your community there in New York city? Yeah. So most of my community is from my church. Um, I feel like I kind of like have my college friends who are also Christian because there's a Christian school. And then there's like my church community and then just like random people that I've met and become friends with just by like working and doing life in New York. Yeah. I would say most of like the community that I hang out with on a regular basis is my church community just because I'm serving with them, have community Mm -hmm. group with them. You know, we throw parties together and like have dinners. So Oh, that's so fun. Mm-hmm. Like it's such, such a cool stage to be in. And like, yeah. I was thinking about this the other day where, you know, it's, it's so easy to in, like, I think we always tend to wish for what we don't have, mm-hmm. you know, definitely. right now I look back into my early twenties and I was certainly thriving. I did has have a severe heart issue with being discontent with it. But there were so many incredible things that I was able to enjoy during that time. And now, you know, I'm, I'm married and I'm super blessed. You know, I never want my podcast to come across Mm -hmm. like I'm this dude that got married and regrets it, you know, (laughs) because I absolutely don't like it's, it's wonderful. But you know, I I mean, the only regrets I have is how my heart was Mm -hmm. not in the right place for so much of my singleness. And I didn't get to, uh, fully enjoy yeah. that until you know a, a time frame where I could just just trust God and and go with it and you know so like in in marriage like I don't have that aspect of going just by myself doing those kind of adventures mm-hmm. um, often I guess like there are some some adventures I get to go and do and that's and that's fantastic but you know there's always there's always going to be elements in your life that you just that that aren't always going to be there and there there's mm-hmm. a, a give and take with those with those kind of different things so yeah mm-hmm. that's something that's kind of been on my heart lately as as far as like singleness and marriage and how yeah. that all sums up 
but you just have to like fully embrace just where God has you. And yeah. know, it seems like you're doing that really well, but I mean, I'm, I'm kind of curious, like, let's say that you were going to be single for the rest of your life mm-hmm. and you knew that you were going to be single for the single yeah. for the rest of your life. What do you think that would look like? Yeah, I think one, I, in the Bible, Paul talks about singleness being this gift, right? Especially for yeah. doing ministry work. And I think I've seen that in the last couple of years in my life, just because I'm not in a relationship, I have so much more freedom and capacity to do mm-hmm. ministry work and to volunteer more and really dig in to like what God's doing in the city, which has been so incredible and like would not change that for the world. And I think it would just be more of that throughout okay. my life. And I think yeah. I would press more into ministry and maybe not like as a career, but on top mm-hmm. of my career and like really focusing on that. Yeah, I think that would be where I'm. I would like go. Okay, if I was single, but yeah, yeah, and that's and that's fantastic. You know, do mm-hmm. do you feel like it's important to serve in ministry in singleness and have emphasis on serving the Lord in that way? I think so. Yes, obviously, I don't think when you're in a relationship, like you're serving and ministry should stop. Um, yeah, yeah, true. yeah. But I think you do have a greater capacity. I also think that's when you can really work on building your relationship with God and just having like a deeper intimacy with him. And yeah, that's where I kind of try to do like whenever I do feel like this like loneliness set in, I'm like, actually like I'm not alone because like I have God like right here that I can talk to and access at like any time. And like, how can I work to not like, I mean like still feel those feelings, process that, but then also Mm -hmm know that I have a God that like knows me so deeply and loves me so deeply. And how can I really access that relationship and have him show me like just different aspects of who he is while I'm feeling those feelings. So, yeah. And when, so when people are feeling those feelings of loneliness, which Mm -hmm. that can just take you at any minute, like Mm -hmm, I've been there, I've experienced it. I know exactly Mm -hmm. what it's like. What is your recommendation to people when they, when they hit those feelings of loneliness? Yeah, I think there's kind of different levels of loneliness. I think sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, you could be walking down the street and you see a couple and you're like, oh, like I don't have that. And it's just like, oh, like I am alone right now. And you just kind of acknowledge that. And there's other times where it's like, maybe it's a couple of days where you're just like, I like just like so deeply desire to be in a relationship. Like I do have friends, but it's just like different, you know, and you feel alone. Mm -hmm. And I think, for like the longer, like deeper feelings of loneliness, honestly, just sitting like alone, reading the Bible or just pressing into a time of prayer and like really trying to like access God during that and like talk with him and listen to what he has to say. Mm-hmm. I think that can be so transformational because it gives him a time to really speak to that aspect of who you are. And yeah, just like reveal things that he sees in you and that he like loves about you and just really asking him those things. That's awesome. And do you feel like you've been able to completely 100% trust God with whatever direction he takes your life, whether it's singleness or in marriage, or is that something you're, you may be struggling with a little bit yet? I definitely still struggle with that. Like every single day, Mm -hmm. I feel like it can even be like an hour on an hourly basis. I'm like, God, like I completely surrendered this. I'm like, 
I'm giving this to you, like whatever you want. And then the next hour I'm like, okay, but seriously, like I really want this, you know, (laughs) like please. Um, And I think there's this balance with, you know, knowing that God knows the desires of your hearts, but like, Mm -hmm. what if that doesn't happen? Like, am I still going to trust him? Am I still going to live life like fully for him and trying to balance that? Like, I do think he knows what I want, but what if that doesn't happen? Um, And I think in the last like two months, really, that's been a challenge. Mm -hmm. Um, And I would say like it was singleness and other aspects of my life and different desires I have in my life. And so, yeah, it's been like really hard. Yeah. But I think like ultimately, you know, it's so good. And I think this like time is so great to have. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. And I think I think some of my some of my favorite song lyrics are from Switchfoot. When it's when Love they it. say, ah, oh, they're so great. Small comment here. Switchfoot and Reliant K, I feel like are the best things happening to Christian music right now. Like they are still going. Mm-hmm. They're still f- producing f- uh, phenomenal music. I love it. But anyways, Switchfoot lyrics, like I think one of my favorite things to uh, to hear is, is them saying, give me the strength to let go. Mm-hmm. Because it's it's tough, you know, singleness, yeah. it's such a huge struggle and to just like surrender it to God, you know, for me, it was like, he just hit me where it counts. He leveled me. I was like, I give it up. This is all mm-hmm. you. Like, I trust you no matter what direction you're going to take my life. And, mm-hmm. and like, he just leveled me. But beforehand, it, it was, it was like, I didn't even necessarily want to surrender my desire for marriage. I was placing that above everything else in my life and whatever God might have for me. I I, I felt like entitled, like this must happen because I want this. And I, I do wish that was more in my, in my prayer life, pre meeting my wife, Mm -hmm. a matter of Lord, give me the strength to let go. And I think that's such an important Mm -hmm. aspect to take on, in in that singleness, you know, yeah. a, a desire for marriage, I don't think that's unhealthy at all. I think that's because marriage is a wonderful thing. It's easy to see how it can be a wonderful thing, mm-hmm. but we also need to make sure we're recognizing the incredible things God may have for us in singleness. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's certainly something yeah. to think about. And it, and it sounds like you have some awesome stuff coming up, a lot of traveling, yeah. a lot of... Uh, and and you said producing like with a film yeah crew? so i'll actually be sole film crew um <coughs> so oh, <wow. laughs> it's just me um so i'll nice. be doing like all the audio visual editing all of that so all of it yeah. wow but it's like my favorite thing ever that's good. it's my dream job i'm so excited that's awesome mm-hmm. but yeah that's yeah. gonna be just phenomenal like mm-hmm. doing something you love traveling around yeah. the world just like glorifying God in the process. Like I think, I feel like a lot of listeners should be kind of jealous. Like it sounds like you've got some pretty (laughs) cool stuff coming up. Yeah. I was always curious in the last like section you were talking, what age were you when you met your wife and had like this experience with just like complete surrender? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So I was 20, let me do the math here. I have to go back to the day I was born to try and calculate this. I'm so bad at math. I think I was I think I was 24. 
when it mattered. Oh, right. nice. mm-hmm. So, uh, which I still look back and I still feel like that that was still pretty young. Mm-hmm. And you know, I don't question God's timing. His timing is the best timing. You know, uh, you know, more time in in singleness, more time in that window mm-hmm. of like letting go and completely yeah. trusting God. I I wish. Not that I had stayed in that season longer because I, I feel like I met my wife at the right time. I just mm-hmm. wish I'd come to that point much sooner yeah. and just went with it, whatever God had for mm-hmm. me. But hey, I can't question his timing. I think yeah. he, he really laid the desire of marriage on my heart for my entire life and just pushed me to mm-hmm. let go of it. And it has turned into this passion I have for people in the single mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. In in the season of singleness. And that's why I do this podcast mm-hmm. and I love it. I'm I'm glad I can can produce this content and have awesome people like yourself yeah. on, on my podcast. Yeah. I'm curious what so I feel like in Christian circles the phrase mm-hmm. season of singleness comes up a lot. Yeah. And I'm curious, I have a lot of friends who are 30, 35, 40, and they're still single and they're like, you know, it's been way more than one season of yeah. singleness. You know, it's mm-hmm. like very discouraging at that point how would you like or like what encouragement would you give or advice would you give for like surrender and letting go of that but still having that desire yeah absolutely so for for one the describing it as a season of singleness and of course that's going to be longer for some than others i Mm -hmm. feel like there's not a better way to describe it than a season or maybe a chapter might be better Mm -hmm. i mean i don't know like because because i look at different seasons in my life the season of when i was in high school the season of when i moved and lived in los angeles by Mm -hmm. myself the season of coming back and leading young life and in the midst of Mm -hmm. that you know singleness was was a part of it and so yeah uh yeah for some some people it can be such a such a longer time frame, and mm-hmm. I mean my my advice would still kind of be the same. I think it's so easy for for people and and couples especially because they they've been through it and they've experienced it to give the encourage of don't worry, the right person is out there. Just keep praying, be patient. Mm-hmm. But the fact is, there are some people that are made for being single for their life, Mm -hmm. you know, and I feel like that is somewhat few and far in between, Yeah, but I think they do need to recognize, you know what, like, have they been building their life around this concept of being married someday? Mm -hmm. You know, were they going in a particular career they didn't like for the sake of being able to be a good provider? Mm -hmm. Have they turned away from what God's calling has been? in exchange for trying to prepare for something that Mm -hmm. God might not have for them or might not have for them yet. You know, I would encourage them to envision what their life would look like if they knew for a fact that they were not going to be single. Cause, Mm -hmm. cause for me, it went from living on the dairy farm and doing that for the rest of my life to, well, I can go anywhere. I'm not Mm -hmm. tied to this place. I can go get into extreme sports even more than I am now. I can find ways to glorify Mm -hmm. this for God. I can go full-time into ministry. Mm -hmm. And, you know, some people may be ignoring that, but of course there's also going to, going to be people who 
And of course, there's going to be some people who are doing those things. They have taken those right steps. They have gone full bore into trusting God with it and doing what they feel God wants them to be doing right then in that season. And uh, they, and they still have the desire in their heart. You know, I, I encourage them to continue praying, you know, continue praying that God will, uh, if their heart is not in the right place, that God will allow their heart to be in the right place. You know, at the same time, I think it's important to, I think community is important for multiple reasons. I think it's important to have people who support you, people who encourage you and people you can just have deep conversations with about the things that they're struggling with. And additionally, I mean, community brings you around other people, you know, I, and that coincidentally is where you sometimes meet people. I think it can be easy to stay focused in a career, go home, watch TV and not interact with other people. And you know, you you are kind of taken away from the opportunity mm-hmm. to, for one, have community, but also be in a place where you can meet somebody. But I, I would say, like, make sure you're still doing the things that you love and doing them full board, like the, mm-hmm. the biggest potential, like go out and do those things and pray to God if if you haven't been able to place your desire for what God wants above your desire, desire for marriage, pray mm-hmm. to God that he can give you the strength to let go. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but that's, good. that's an excellent question. Cause it's so true. You know, I, I don't mm-hmm. want to, I don't want to bypass and, and make people feel overlooked when, when they are in their thirties in their forties and they still haven't met mm-hmm. the person that they are going to be spending the rest, rest of their life with. And, and they don't know if they're going to meet that person. Yeah, and it's okay to have those concerns. It really is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so what do you think your life would look like if you were still in your in your thirties or approaching forties and and haven't haven't gotten married yet? How do you think your life would look? Yeah, I think. What? Okay, honestly, I think I would adopt kids at that point. Okay. Um, I've always wanted to adopt. Like, I actually don't want to have any of my own children. Okay. Obviously, like I would love to be married and have kids, mm-hmm. but I like love children so much and working with them. And yeah, yeah, like I was a nanny for four years and I just like oh, cool. I love children so much. And mm-hmm. yeah, I think I would start like either adopting or fostering. Okay. At that point, maybe start with fostering. I don't know. Um, yeah. But yeah. And eventually, I think my dream would be to start an after school program. And I think at that point, hopefully I'd be in a financial position where I could actually start that and like take more financial risks to like build that up and like have the time to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be fantastic. And, you know, being, being a parent, speaking firsthand again is awesome. Like it's, Mm -hmm. it's incredible every, uh, every little bit of it. And that's a healthy desire to, to have on your heart as well, for sure. So what are your recommendations for, for people in, in singleness facing those struggles? Like, like how, how do you think that uh, they should be approaching those struggles? Yeah, I think singleness is such a great time to 
one, just work on yourself and grow yourself. I came out of like a, a couple like serious relationships before like this like last period. And one, I like had to go to therapy because I actually had like a lot of like traumatic events happen in the last two years that like brought me to therapy. But then like through that, I was able to talk about so many other issues that I had going on in my life that I didn't even like necessarily realize were impacting me as much as they were. And I can't believe I even dated before going to counseling. So I was like, I feel like a new person and like have such a healthier like framework of working through things and issues as they come up. Mm -hmm. And I think one, that's been the most beneficial thing is working on myself, going to counseling, really figuring out how to process things, how to like deal with conflict, work through that. And so one, I would recommend people should just go to counseling regardless because it's so great. But um, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's been like a great time for me to really grow, but then also just cultivate my passions and really focus on yeah, like seeing what I like, what I want to do and just pursuing that and being able to grow in that. And yeah, like I started a podcast because I had like gotten out of a relationship and I was like super confused about like what boundaries should be and like what God sees as relationships. And so it allowed me to really focus on that and like research that and really dig in without actually having to deal with that in a relationship at the time and like allowed me to really sort out my convictions in this time. And I think then mm-hmm. also focusing on okay, these are my beliefs. Here's what I believe on sexuality. And then even if I'm not going to get married eventually, will I still be able to like hold these convictions and will I still like believe them, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think it's a great time to just sort things out and like really press into, yeah, like who you are, like what you want to do. And like, like you said, like actually like, if you're like, I'm doing this because I thought I was going to be married or want to provide for someone. It's like, find something that you actually love to do like focus that and like really like champion that in your life and not just like sit there waiting and like think that your life's going to begin once you're married because your life's like not on pause when you're single. So you can still do these things. You should be doing these things because you have this like great time. So. Yeah. Oh man. I love the way you said that. Like your life is not on pause Mm -hmm. when you're single. Like that's absolutely right. Like there's, there is so much life to be explored in singleness. And I feel like, you know, you talk about the podcast mm-hmm. and and it sounds like it's been really healthy for you to verbalize and express mm-hmm. how you feel on different topics. Like, yeah, what do you think is a good outlet for people to like, for one, do you feel like it's healthy to verbalize and express the way you feel on those different topics? And for two, what is a good outlet for for people who are not doing a podcast mm-hmm. to verbalize and what are the benefits of verbalizing and and yeah. expressing those things sorry once again i do have a terrible habit of wrapping like three different questions into one uh-huh. question i think yeah. sometimes i just don't know exactly how i want to ask it but yeah mm-hmm. i just kind of throw it all in there but sorry so <laughs> yeah go for it yeah i think even before i started the podcast i had like about like a year long journey of me just like asking people in my life questions asking my mentors just other girls and like my same like life stage then like my pastors and really just like digging into these topics with them asking questions doing research reading the bible reading all sorts of other books on it trying to figure out like okay what are like some of the beliefs out there what do i believe what do people in my life believe trying to like sort that out and then just having mm-hmm. conversations with people 
And I even like joined, I'll say like, not community, like it was like a discipleship group, but book study type of thing on purity. Cause I was like, I'm intrigued, like (laughs) just Mm -hmm. to learn more. So I think seeking out either people or groups, community, some like sort of thing that you can ask questions that you can talk about different topics with. And like, you can verbalize those, but it's not necessarily on, you know, like a podcast. I don't think everyone needs to do that just to verbalize something. Um, But yeah, I think just surrounding yourself with people who are like, yeah, let's talk about this or even just seeking out that group. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, and it's so easy to have surface level relationships Mm -hmm. and just talk about just day to day things. And, you know, it's so, it's just a different level when Mm -hmm. you're able to dive deep and talk about those deep subjects and like, what are your thoughts on this? And, and it sounds like you were like, you did have an outlet for verbalizing these things Mm -hmm, and talking about these things before you did the podcast, which is great. You know, you were able to kind of, you know, learn about yourself and, Mm -hmm. and think deeply about these things before, you know, diving into put it out on the podcast. And I I do want to rewind just a little bit. Uh, You talked about uh, you were in, whether it was a serious relationship or a couple serious relationships in the past, right? Um, What is your recommendation for people who might be getting out of a serious relationship? Mm -hmm. Again, wrapping a few questions into one. What What do you think was healthy for you? to be doing at that time what helped you the most and what do you recommend for for people who are in that right now Mm -hmm. I think for me really pressing into my church community helped me the most I think lots of times when you're in a serious relationship you can start to neglect other relationships in your life just because Mm -hmm. or at least for me I was just like oh yeah like I'm in this relationship I have to focus on it like blah 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 And then like often like wasn't spending as much time with my friends as I maybe should have been or, you know, it's just like neglecting other things in my life. So coming out of that, I was like, okay, I feel like I kind of lost myself and my track there. Mm -hmm. I need to like one focus on my relationship with God and like actually make that a priority and grow that. So when I'm in my next relationship that I'm not compromising on like my faith and then also just like, yeah, rebuilding those friendships and like strengthening them. And yeah, pressing into church community and like service, I think was really beneficial for me and just helped me like, again, like grow as a person Mm -hmm. because I was surrounded by a community who was holding me accountable and like really pressing me to be like a better person and be better in my faith. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think if you have to focus on rebuilding your friendships and relationships outside of that relationship, Mm -hmm if you have to focus on rebuilding those after the relationship ends, do you feel like that's a sign that it was not a healthy relationship? Oh, absolutely. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Yes. I, I was hoping you'd say that. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. yeah and, and I feel like it's true because, Hey, surprise, when you're married, you still need to have friends. Mm-hmm. You know, if yeah. you're in a relationship and you have not for one, it is it is a time commitment to be in a relationship. You do have to balance where your friendships are, where your relationships are. You should be dating somebody who encourages you to continue building those relationships, doesn't want all of your time. That is toxic. And I think it's important to 
make sure you check in with your friends every once in a while, get their outside perspective. Like, Hey, what do you think of, of me and -and Mm so-and-so? How is that? Like, do you feel like that's been, been good looking in from the outside Mm -hmm. and can just make sure you have those healthy friendships continuing on in the, in that time of being in a relationship, because like when you, when you're married, you don't want to finally get that married. Mm-hmm. You, you hold on to that Holy grail that you, yeah. you put into your mind all your life and then realize you've left behind everything else. Mm-hmm. You know, you got your old friends that show up to be in your wedding. You got your MOH, you got your, you know, your crew there, but then, you know, after you get married, you know, where are they at? How have you handled those yeah. relationships in the meantime? Yeah. And I think, again, like being single has allowed me to really sort out my convictions, work on time management, because I do Mm -hmm. have a tendency to be like a workaholic, just one, love working, will 100% commit myself to that. But Mm -hmm. then also, I do have a tendency to really pour myself into work, be like a workaholic, because I love working so much. But then also, like, how do you manage like friendships, work, your faith, And then like adding a significant other in there. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's really like allowed me to kind of like work on that just in my personal life. So that when I have, I am in a relationship eventually, like how will like that fit in and how do I like manage that and like have a healthy relationship, but then also foster my community as well. And like really keep pouring into that and like maintain those relationships. Um, And I loved the part that you brought up about, like asking your friends and like going to them, like to get an outside perspective, Mm -hmm. because I think that's just been so crucial and was missing in a lot of my relationships. I think like so often they see things that you don't obviously, because like when you like, like someone, you're only seeing Mm -hmm. the good parts for especially the first part of that relationship. And so having love is blind. It is. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. And yeah, I think like your friends have your best interests at heart, hopefully. And are mm-hmm. able to see things that they're like, hey, maybe this is a big red flag. You're just completely missing, you know, and yeah. having friends who can do that in like a way that's graceful, but then also presents the truth is, I think, important. Mm-hmm. And so then finding those friends when you're single is also so important. Yeah. And yeah. and I do want to bring up like for for my personal experience, like, you know, we, we talked a little bit about how, you know, making sure you're not neglecting your friendships mm-hmm. and and you are. Uh, not neglecting the other things you have in your life. I do want to mention for myself when I was dating Larissa and it was becoming clear, this was going to be a permanent thing. You know, I was leading young life at that time and I was also working on my family's dairy farm. And I've said this several times in past episodes, but the time I was leading young life, it took so much of my time and mm-hmm. I was also working on the dairy farm. I'm pretty sure I was half awake the entire time yeah. for those three and a half years. But it was awesome. Like, just always doing stuff. But, like, you know, bringing Larissa into the picture, I did have to recognize where my where my time was. Mm-hmm. And I did have to make a sacrifice and step away from doing ministry for a while. Mm-hmm. So just because there's something that, needs to be a sacrifice doesn't mean it's a toxic relationship. Yeah. It just means you need to process carefully mm-hmm. what it is you're sacrificing and why and making sure it is God honoring mm-hmm. in the process and even talk to people as well. But, you know, it 
it was important for me to to recognize I'm I'm pretty maxed out here. Mm-hmm. Like I'm already maxed out. Yeah. Now I'm in a serious relationship. This is this is looking like mm-hmm. this is where God's going to have me for a while. I do need to shift a little bit of focus on here. So and it's totally okay to to take that perspective. Yeah. But by all means, don't neg- no, mm-hmm. don't neglect your friendships. They understand yeah. your your time frame and availability mm-hmm. does change a little bit, and they should be able to recognize and accept that. Yeah. But there's a difference between time prioritization and negligence. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, has there been anything else on your on your heart we might not have had a chance to touch on yet? I don't think so. I feel okay. like we covered yeah. a lot. Of that. Yeah. I really do think we did. And I think it was such an awesome, awesome conversation. Uh-huh. So uh, I'll wrap it up to the end where I ask every guest a verse or a, a verse that is a favorite verse or a yeah. verse that's been on their heart lately. So what do you got? Yeah. So mine's actually like a passage, um, but it's okay. from Luke 8 and it's verses 43 through 48. And do you All want right. me to read it or? Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. it. Go ahead and read the whole thing. Okay. Um, so it says, and there was a woman who had had a discharge of blood for 12 years. And though she had spent all her living on, and, ah, and though she had spent all of her living on physicians, she could not be healed by anyone. She came up behind him and touched the fringe of his garment. And immediately her discharge of blood ceased. And Jesus said, who was it that touched me when all denied it? Peter said, Master, the crowds surrounding you and are pressing in on you. But Jesus said, someone touched me, for I perceive that the power has gone out from me. And when the woman saw that she was not hidden, she came trembling and falling down before him, declared in the presence of all the people why she had touched him and how she had been immediately healed. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Awesome. That's so good. Uh, so that's like my absolute like favorite Bible passage. And... I've like struggled with health problems for like around 13 years now and just had like Mm -hmm. misdiagnosis after misdiagnosis. Mm. And so I think this story's always like helped me just like hold on to like the faith that like Jesus can heal me. And he also has like healed me in miraculous ways um, in the last couple of years. But then I just like love her scandalous faith that she has that like by like their like cleanly likeness laws, she was not supposed to be yeah in the crowd that she was like you know i know that jesus can heal me and it's just like the touch of his garment and she's like so i'm gonna do it she's like i'm gonna break these rules i'm gonna go and like also the fact that like a man was talking to her and that like again during this time she wasn't necessarily supposed to be like in that situation or even then like addressing him especially as like this teacher and yeah like you she says she's like trembling you know it's like yeah like this was like a severe situation this man just like turned around that like touched and healed you you know but yeah, she had this scandalous faith and like that's what healed her. And I just love this mm-hmm. so much. And that Jesus took the time to like turn around and actually address her, even though she had been an outcast in society for so long. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's that's so incredible. And um, for one, I feel like you're doing a phenomenal job with all the city noise yeah. coming in behind you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that's all a part of being in the city. Uh-huh. But also, how can mean the listeners be praying for you? Yeah, I think honestly, just that I can focus on, I'll say like a work life balance, but then also how to implement like God and my faith into my work in a more active way and not like have those separate, but like really like integrate them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
especially as I awesome. start this new job. But, mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And where can where can listeners find your podcast? Yeah. So on Instagram, it's at theholyship.podcast. And then um, mm-hmm. on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, it's at, or it's just Holy Ship Podcast. So, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. It has been awesome talking with you. And and I just really feel like you had a lot of value to, to put out there today. So thanks so much for joining me this morning. And um, I'm looking forward to, to getting this out there. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So everybody, um, make sure you find us on Instagram, like us, share us, and be sure to like, subscribe, comment on the podcast. It helps every little bit. I really appreciate all the listeners. You are fantastic. Just make sure you get out there, seize the day, and maximize every chapter in your life. We will see you next episode. Thanks for listening to the Thriving in Singleness podcast. Look for new episodes wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. 